live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Always Tribbin. I'm your host, Mike Tribby. Kicking it off this week with our fantasy football update. Your boy is back in the game, back in the driver's seat. Not really. Still in the loser bracket, but inching up closer to that winner's bracket, you know? Two wins in a row. The team is finally clicking. Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Brown. I'm sorry, you know, I had to talk that smack. I had to motivate you guys. You weren't doing it. But guess what? We're back together now. Things are going great. Picked up Zach Ertz right before he got traded to Arizona, which I got to say is top 10 best things that's ever happened to me. I'm not going to say which number it is because I don't want to upset anyone, my wife, my dog, you know, but hey, it's up there, okay? Already paying dividends. Zach Ertz balling out for the Cardinals, 7-0. and That's right, undefeated. The only non-losers there are. That's it. That's just us on top. It's lonely up here and cold. So this is another week where I get to keep on talking smack. Sure, it's a short week. Got a Thursday night game coming up. But damn it, I'm going to make the most of it. If we get to 8-0, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to get a Cardinals tattoo on my forehead. A temporary tattoo, mind you that. But still, I'll put it on there. Game day. And all you Cowboys fans talking smack out here, just wait. The time is coming. Week 17. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually hope the Cowboys make the playoffs. I really do. So that way we can beat them to finish off the season, and then we can end their season in the playoffs for real. A twofer. Who doesn't love a twofer? You know? In fact, I hope the Cowboys make it to the NFC Championship, so that way we can really crush their souls. Now, I know you might think that's mean. You know, that's a mean thing to say, Mike. You should be nicer. And I say to you, no. I'm not going to do it. So... I don't care. Didn't change for my wife. I ain't changing for you. Cardinals and foe. But enough business. This is actually my first episode coming back from Arizona. And I gotta say, it was a good trip, man. It was really nice going out there for a wedding. Bree, shout out you, Chris. The wedding was very beautiful. The music could have been better. You know, a little more Lil Wayne, a little Nickelback. I mean, what better occasion to look at this photograph than a wedding, you know? It just goes with the mood. And I, everybody hates on Nickelback. Get over it, okay? They're not the best, but we all love their songs, okay? If it comes on, you're in the car, you're going to sing it. You just can't help but look at this photograph. I mean, look at it. Really, look at it. That's Shakespeare-level writing, okay? But other than the wedding, it was actually really good to get back and see my dad. Now, I've talked before on this podcast about the kind of relationship me and my father have. The fact that it's there's not one. When I was growing up, he had his problems, fair share of issues, and a lot of those were taken out on us, kids. Growing up, my dad was everything I didn't want to be. Angry, abusive, mess of a man. And for a lot of years, I hated him for what he did, the choices he made, for the hell that he put us through. And we haven't really had a relationship since basically before I moved out for good. I was 16. Now... I'm still in my 20s, but about to be 30 very, very soon, but still in my 20s. And, you know, it's almost been half of my life now that I haven't had a relationship with my father. And just speaking as a man, I think it's crucial that bond, that father and son connection. 
I mean, if you've ever seen the movie Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood, then you understand that father and son importance. Just an amazing film. 100% recommended for family night. But in all seriousness, it's so important because it's that's your first role model. That's who you should be looking up to. Ideally, you know, in a perfect world. But growing up, my father was my biggest bully. He was the person I wanted to be like the least. And I spent so much of my time separating myself from him. Consciously, subconsciously. I mean, it's to the point where... <laughs> When I had a goatee and I looked in the mirror and I kind of saw a resemblance, I shaved that goatee right off. And my biggest issue with him really, I mean, you can't take back what was done, right? We can't take back the harm that we've caused people. So you can spend your life angry at that, sure, but you're wasting your own time. But for me, the thing that really upset me the most is the lack of accountability on his end. There was never any apology for all the harm he'd done, for all the beatings, all the shit he destroyed in the house, it was always just moved on to the next thing. But when you're the person on that other end, you want that acknowledgement, you want that sorry. You know, as simple as a sorry seems, a sincere apology can go so damn far. And I waited years and years for it, and it never came. And after years, I just gave up waiting. Just moved on. Still have a relationship with my mom, my siblings, when they answer their damn phones, which isn't often. Why do you have a phone if you ain't gonna answer your phone? Why is everybody so against phone calls these days? Anyways, not important. So when I'd see my dad periodically, you know, these past 14 years, it was such a simple, basic conversation. I didn't want to tell him what was going on in my life. He didn't want to barge into my life. So it kind of worked out pretty well. But I gotta admit, I'm getting old. I'm almost not in my 20s. And the older I get, the more I think about family. The more I think about the importance of those relationships, of that bond, that wanting never really goes away. As crappy as our families can be, we still want family. We still want our family to figure their shit out and get it together. And I had given up on my dad. I didn't think he would ever change. Because when I would see him, you know, he was still kind of that same asshole. Now, granted, that is just part of his charm, but it still didn't seem like he wanted that relationship to be repaired at all. Like, we were both okay with how we were. We didn't need any more. But going back this time was different. Because this was the first time where my mom, and he reached out basically through my mom, (laughs) but my mom was actually telling me that my dad missed me. And when you hear that at first, you know, if you're me, you go, yeah, right, okay, whatever, doesn't matter. This relationship's been dead for years. But we went to dinner, me, my wife, my parents, and for the first time I sensed a genuine change. And when I was sitting there talking with him, you know, obviously I know this is my dad, but this was like talking to a different kind of guy. I'm a big believer of people's eyes. Our eyes are the keys to everything. Our souls, our intentions. I'm really big on eyes. Not in like a creepy way, but if you really want to know somebody, if you really want to know if something's true, you have to look somebody in the eyes. And I had been spending so many years avoiding conversations with him, just mad, you know, carrying on the past, waiting for him to make up for it. But looking in his eyes now, that anger was gone. And there was regret and some pain. And I can't help but ask myself, How much damage did I cause? Running away. 
instead of facing problems. Because at the end of the day, I always wanted my dad to be a good dad. I think all of us can say that. And even if you have a terrible father, you still want your mother or father to be the best parents that they can be. And I finally got that feeling that after all these years, there was a connection with my father. And we're not supposed to have regrets, right? No regrets. Live your life to the fullest. But I do sit and wonder, had I made an effort years before, if I had stopped being so angry at what happened and focused on what was happening, I think I would have spared myself a lot of pain and a lot of anger. Because when you hold on to that, when you don't forgive, it's eating you up. They can't read your mind. They don't know. I mean, you might have a voodoo doll sending some vibes their way, but they don't know that pain that's that's in here, that's in your head. I was pointing to my head for, I realize I'm not on video. So sometimes we just have to let that pride go, that ego go, and allow people the opportunity to show us they've changed. Because I'm sure my dad didn't change overnight. I'm damn sure of it. But I had written him off so quickly and I say quickly because, you know, I'm still youngish, still in my 20s. I'm going to keep saying that. You know, I still got months where I can keep saying that. So I'm going to milk it. You know, if, if all goes well, I'm going to have a much longer life. And the older I get, the more I realize how small of a portion of my life that all that was, all that pain, all that suffering. It seemed like forever in the moment. It did. And it, you know, it felt like he should have to suffer forever. But in the end, I was doing myself no favors. So I guess my point, if I were to have one, is to stop living in the past and allow people to grow, allow people to change. I'm not saying welcome everybody back in your life that ever hurt you. Open arms, you know, come let them sleep on the couch. No, but just don't close yourself off. Because family's important. Friendships are important. And when you really want that bond, it takes two. You got to do your part to try and form it, to try and keep it, whatever it is, fix it. Because ultimately, forgiveness isn't about them. It's about allowing yourself to heal from what's happened. Taking that chip off your shoulder, throwing it in the trash. Our past is here to teach us and to help us grow, make us stronger. It shouldn't be a shackle. Break free and move forward. Don't be so angry. There's so many things in the world, there's so many crappy things in the world to be angry about, and we got people out here wilding because they're hurt on the inside, getting angry over nothing. We know hurt people hurt people, but it's getting out of control here. All these Karens, and sorry mom, you know, I you know, I didn't name you, I didn't pick the name for the slang term, whatever. Is Karen, I mean, it's kind of slang, but you know, it's kind of deserved slang for Karens, but... All you Karens out here, it's getting ridiculous. Every day I'm seeing more and more videos of people wilding out here. Screaming at Walmart workers. It's bad enough, man. Look at these guys. There's nobody working these cash registers. They're all stressed. Fix your shit at home and be nice to people out in public. I think it's an easy thing to ask. And now that I've said all that nice stuff, I do also want to add this. All you cashiers that are out here grabbing canned drinks by the top when we're checking out. Stop it. You know that's where my mouth goes. Why are you grabbing it with your hand? During a pandemic of all things, have we not learned anything? 
I'm venting a little here because I was at the gas station not long ago and I was getting an energy drink because life is hard, okay? Sometimes you need some wings. So I was getting my Red Bull, going to the counter, and I'm very particular about utensils and cups and I, I don't know what it is. I just have a weird thing about it. So if I see you grab my drink, I can't drink out of it without cleaning it. And I don't usually carry around things to clean this with. So you're making my life extra hard, okay? So I try to be nice whenever I go up. And I try to, you know, give it to them in a way where they can't grab the top of it. Sometimes I'll even scan it myself. Just because I'm weird about it. I don't care. I'd rather be comfortable and take your judgment, whatever. But this lady grabbed it, put it down, then grabbed it where my mouth is supposed to go. Rubbed her fingers on it a little bit. I saw her. She's not going to admit it, but I saw her pinky and her ring finger do a little little movement, getting a little extra germs on there. Then scanned it, spit on it, and then handed it back to me. And no, she didn't really spit on it, but she might as well have. So again, in summary, be nice to people unless they're like this lady who just deliberately wants you to suffer for no reason. Everybody else, be nice. Don't take your anger out. Don't take your pain out on someone else. Deal with your problems, and it might all just work out. Till next time, peace.